0: Hi, folks. This is Michael, and welcome to the Blood Walk. And this is another conversation with my friend Terry, right? And uh, so I'm just going to continue on with this. And those of you who have been listening in, well, just take up a seat around the campfire, you know, get yourself a hot dog, and uh, and, and let's get busy. Now, Terry, this is something that I've, this is like, the second or third time I've done this, right? And I'm kind of getting tired of me doing it. And you're saying, what are you doing, Michael? I start out talking about Isaiah 61 and how that prophecy came to a screeching halt mid-sentence, all right? And now then, let's go back to Luke 4 because this is where Yahshua, right, opened the book. He opened the book, right, and he read from Isaiah 61, stop mid-sentence, and then he closed the book. All right, now then. Terry, this is where I was getting at in this, and this is just something kind of extraordinary that happens. And, and and the only way that I can really describe what happened internally is just like watching two brain cells get connected, man. With this, you know, with this this nice nice white, I don't know, uh, picture of electricity connecting your brain cells. This is kind of what it looks like. Okay. Anyway, so this is the connection that was made. As soon, oh God. You got a revelation in the fear of God, okay? That's the beginning. That's what I'm calling the alpha, the alpha. But here's the deal, Terry. When you know that the, that the fear of God is, is embedded into the name of Yahshua, then this is where the connection, the click, happens. He is the fear of God. He is the fear of God, right? So this is what happens. This is what happened. This is what I saw. Isaiah 61. All right. Here we go. Isaiah 61, Luke 4. Yeshua is the fear of God. Just, just try and lock that in your brain here for a little bit. The fear of God opens the book. All right. And Yahshua comes and he opens the book. Again, Isaiah 61 reads a verse and a half and closes the book. The reason why he closed the book, Terry, and nobody got like continuing on like in and, and the day of, of the vengeance of our God, we didn't get that. Nobody's had that yet. That's because you got to do verse one and verse two before you get to verse three. When God does something right and he says, do this, you're not going to get part two until you do part one. That's just the way it is, right? Just the way it is. Right, so what was the first thing Yahshua is talking about? You know, the spirit of Yahweh is upon me to preach the good news. What was the good news? All right, if you if you grab the hold of this, the good news is seek first the fear of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, and I'll tell you what, once you have the fear of God and you're talking about what things are going to be added I can testify truly to you. How about about being sealed in your mind and in your forehead with the fiery finger of the living God? That's something that will be added to you. How about the tree of life and the paradise of God? That's something that will be added to you, okay? How about kingdom of heaven, the reign of heaven? That's something that will be added to you. How about our entire nation, heaven on earth? That's also something that shall be added to you if you will seek first the fear of God and his righteousness, all these things shall be added to you. All right. Now, I know I just keep going on and on and on like that because once you understand it, it's, it's a mega, Terry, oh, it is such a mega understanding. But, but here's the deal, okay? So armed with that understanding that Yahshua is the fear of God, all right? He is the fear of God and you jump over to, and this is where the Holy Spirit took me from there. Boom, let's go to Revelation 5 and take a look at this, right? Now, i got an understanding of the Lamb, Terry, that most people do not, right? And and I don't mean to make that sound special or set aside or anything like that. It's just that, you know, for heaven's sakes, we're talking about the Word of God here, and there are depths of understanding, layers of understanding, layers of revelation. They're all true, but they're layers, and and once you Once you see one layer of revelation, the Holy Spirit requires that you walk in that revelation, right? In that understanding, in that wisdom, you walk in this. And then when you are tested and you go through your fire in this word, right? And you come forth successful, then he's going to give you the next part, right? And like he did in the first part, you know, you you walk it out. It's walking it out, Uh Anyway, all right. So let's get back to uh, let's get back to Revelation five here. All right. Something that I had shared with uh, with another friend of ours, and I don't know that you two have ever met, but it's Janet. Okay. In that um, something that I had shared with Janet Terry that I, that I've never brought up with you, and we haven't talked that much about this. Is that here's something just to just think about this for a little bit. Just think about it. You know, I'm not I'm not telling you to jump off a cliff. Just think about this. Right. What they do to the prophet prophesies. What they do to the prophet prophesies. This is what we see here, all right? Let's take a look at the great prophet Yahshua, right? The prophet like Moses, right? What did they do? He's called the Lamb of God. What did they do to him? They killed him. Terry, they killed him. So, all right? So, they killed Yahshua and God you know, obviously raised the son of Adam on the third day, but Terry, they were also prophesying that they were going to kill the message of the Lamb. Isaiah 53, who has believed our report? Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of Yahweh been revealed? This is the fear of God. The arm of Yahweh is the fear of God. Who has believed our report? Who has believed our message? So we hear the message from John the Baptist Behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I want to tell you just a little bit about some Greek syntax here or some Greek understanding. Whenever you come across, right, like, taketh. That is continuous present tense. That means he takes it and he keeps taking it. Now then, excuse me for a moment here. <clears throat> the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. What does that mean? I mean, all you've got to do is flip on the TV, you know, step outside your front door. man, in The sin of the world is alive and well and reigning supreme in America. How is it that the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world? What is the sin of the world? What is it? What is it? I'm going to tell you real quick. And I got this from a Jewish rabbi, and he was absolutely right, right. And he's talking about the sin of the world. He says, this is idolatry. And I went, oh, God, of course, of course, of course, of course. The sin of the world, Terry, is anything that gets between you and the first commandment. Anything that gets between you and the first commandment, right? You shall have no other gods before me, right? What's the sin of the world? Man, that's the last commandment. Most people want that is the last one because everything's on the line when that one is written in your heart. And that is a, that is what happens, Terry, in the fear of God as he writes that commandment in your heart with power and fear and trembling you shall have no other gods before me man that is the all or nothing all or nothing right and nobody in their right mind is going to walk away from that man they're going to look upon the light of god and say all you know and they're going to say it with a boatload of fervency and intensity they really are but anyway Back to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. How does this happen? How does it happen? And I guarantee you, Terry, you know, again, in the fear of God as a person is screaming the name of Yahshua, I guarantee you idolatry is obliterated, pulverized, grounded powder and dust before your very eyes. It really is. It really, really is, you know. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, as I was saying, You know, what they do to the prophet prophesies and boom, you you end up right back over in Revelation five and you see the lamb that was slain, the message. Think of it as the message, Terry, that was murdered, the message that was butchered. You take a look at at Christianity today, Teresa, or or Terry, and I'm telling you, the message of the Lamb is nowhere to be found in Christianity today. You cannot find people who are going to teach the abject fear of the living God and that you must have this. You're not going to find that very frequently in Christianity. And, and, And unfortunately, girl, I'll tell you why. There ain't no money in it. There's no money in it. You know, you, you got to, if you if you were like a Joel Osteen, man, you got like 15,000 people, you know, coming to see you every Sunday morning and you start preaching the fear of God and you start preaching the cross, I guarantee you those 15,000 people are going to hit the road jack in a heartbeat. That's the last thing they want. They're coming to Joel Olstein so they can sit on their ass and be comfortable. So nothing is required of them. Nothing is required. And the only blessings of God you need to obtain are wealth and riches. You know, and and that's about it. You know, and uh, anyway, so here's the deal, man. If you go in and you start preaching the fear of God and the cross, I mean, you know, Terry, you're a minister. People don't want to hear that word. Scares the crap out of them. Scares the crap out of them. What do you mean? Man, you're going to steal my comfort zone? (laughs) No, you're going to surrender it. I'm not going to steal anything. You're going to surrender your comfort zone. You're going to walk in the fear of God. You're going to walk in that first commandment. And you're going to get tested on it until God is satisfied, until he's satisfied, not you, him. I didn't mean to go down this road. right? didn't mean to go down it because I keep wanting to get back to Revelation 5. Here we go. When you get the understanding that the Lamb of God, that the message of the Lamb of God was seek first the fear of God, oh God, and you do. And you do, you comply with him, you obey what he's saying, you you put all your energy, all your focus, all your heart, all your soul, all your being into seeking first the fear of God, right? You're crying out for this. God is generating in you, like I say, you know, James 5, the effectual fervent, right? White hot, passionate, crying with all your being. That's what he means, fervent. With all your heart, you're crying for these things. Why does God Ask us to do that with all his heart. Why is it we never seem to get our prayers answered until we are literally screaming? And I'll tell you why. Because with the, with, the, with the magnitude, with the magnitude of the intensity that you ask is the magnitude and the intensity with which you will receive the answer to your prayer. And God likes to do it big. He's the creator. Come on, when God does it, he does big Right, so he tells you to ask big, ask with fervency, ask with passion. All right, now then, here we go. Seek first the fear of God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Ask for the fear of God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. And you knock and you keep knocking until you get it. That's the first thing, that's the first thing you do. You don't you don't move on to man. This is how you get a spirit of revelation. This is how you get a spirit of wisdom. This is how you get this. How you no 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 no. You ask for the fear of God because it's the only thing. That's the only thing that's going to transfigure you. Get a hold of that word, Terry. This happens in the fear of God. You are transfigured. Right now, here's the deal. Okay, I'm back to Revelation 5. The lamb that was slain, Terry, is like, okay, let's set history aside here for a moment and let's get back to the present reality. The message that was slain is now standing. It's standing. What's that tell you? The message has been restored. The message has been resurrected. The message has been retrieved. The message has been found. Right, it's been restored, it's been brought back to life. All right, oh god. So, so we see John, and John is just beside himself. You know, who is worthy? Who is worthy to take the scroll? Who is worthy to open the book? That's what that word scroll is, man. It's biblion, it means the book who has been found worthy to open the book and they couldn't find anyone? And John just lost it. He just lost it. I mean, you know, oh, sheesh, talk about the cries and the screams of John, that man reverberated throughout heaven when he saw that the message was dead, that the message was lost and there was nobody left who could raise it back up, right? Until we've not, We've not, we've not. The line of the tribe of Judah, the root, the root of David has prevailed, right? Let's set the line over here for a minute. Let's take a look at the root of David, all right? The root of David, we're not looking at a physical bloodline, Terry. We're looking at a spiritual root. All you've got to do, man, is go into the Psalms. Read David, take a walk with David, and you will find that this man, his chief treasure was the fear of God. His chief treasure, most valuable thing of all to David was the fear of God, right? He talks about it all the time, right? What's the root of David? The root of David is the fear of God. That's why he's the Messiah, right? That's why David was the Messiah. Same with Yahshua, It's why they were the Messiah, because the the fear of God was the root of their being. So now let's take a look at this. What overcomes, Terry? What prevails? It's the fear of God overcomes all things and prevails. Okay? The fear of God does this, nothing else. So ponder these things for a little bit, because Here's the deal. It was the fear of God again. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna circle back, right? Circling back here. All right. It's the fear of God that opens your blind eyes, right? It's the fear of God, Terry, that opens the book to you, to you. I'm not talking about opening the book to the Pope. I'm talking about opening the book to Terry Blanchett. The fear of God will blast. You will understand, girl. The whole book. It's like all of it. It's man. It's oh sheesh. Oh my God. Um. Okay, so so let's just take a little breather here, and and let's pause for a little bit. Did you take a breath? Okay. Now here's the deal, Terry. Here's the deal. Um. And this is what happened to me. And this one, I, I mean, I, I'm not kidding you. My eyes were just popping. I, they, they were open, but it's like I, it, jumping off the, oh God, jumping off the page. Right? Well, I began to, wherever I saw Yahshua, I began to insert just in my understanding. And that's what, that's what I was saying, man, this is like a spiritual thing that happened in my brain. When all of a sudden, boom, I see Yahshua and I see the fear of God, right? When he speaks, I hear the fear of God right now get a hold of this right when you see Yahshua saying I am recognize the get-go the first thing he is when he says I am this is the fear of God speaking to you the fear of God is speaking to you when the fear of God says I am the resurrection I am the life the fear of God is the resurrection the fear of God is the life Yahshua says, I am the door to the sheepfold. The fear of God is the door to the sheepfold. All right. Yahshua says, I am the good shepherd. The fear of God is your good shepherd. That's who your shepherd is. Your shepherd is the fear of God. And you are going to hear the voice of your Shepherd. What's the voice of your Shepherd? The voice of your Shepherd is the fear of God. And you're going to recognize that voice. You are not going to follow a stranger anymore after this. You are going to hearken diligently unto the voice of the fear of God. And you're going to do what He says and what He alone says. You're not going to follow other men. You're not going to follow strangers. You're going to follow Him. He's the lamb. You're going to follow him. You're going to follow the fear of God to the fountain of life, to the fountain of life. This is where the lamb leads you to the fountain of life. And what is that? It's his message. It's the fear of God. All right. Again, man, jump back to Isaiah 61. Read it slowly, man. He has anointed me to preach the good news, to do what? To open the eyes of the blind to open their eyes terry it is the fear of god that opens your eyes it opens them the eyes of the inner man these are the eyes that you greatly desire to be opened, so that you can behold him so that you can see him so that you can oh god and when you do i tell you truly, this is something i'm jumping here this is something i get so excited about i mean I mean, Psalm 149, man, Psalm 149, if you could only imagine Psalm 149 being being done by even seven men in the fear of God, even seven men, Terry, in the fear of God with the high praises of God in their mouths and a two-edged sword in their hand to do what? Read it, Terry, read it. You bind up the peoples, you you, you know, you, you chain up the nobles. I mean, their kings and their nobles are bound up with fetters of iron. When? When the high praises of God are released. When they are released out of the hearts of those who fear him. You're going to, you, oh my God, girl. Oh my gosh. You go back to Psalm uh, 22. Psalm 22. Psalm 22, for God inhabits the praises of Israel. He sits enthroned on the praises of Israel, all right? You factor that in. You you connect that with Psalm 149 and the high praises and the power that that unleashes, right? The power that that unleashes, you are bringing in the high praises of God, Terry. You are bringing the throne of God, the throne into the scene, the throne, Terry, The throne of God. Hello. And that happens in the high praises, man. The throne of God. The Ark of the Covenant, for heaven's sakes. The Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant. You bring it onto the scene. Man, that's why you're called a priest. That's why you're called priests unto our God, because you bear the Ark. Well, I'm going to close out this little conversation with this, Terry, and I want to I just want to share something briefly with you. A lot of this was generated through a dream that Janet had about two and a half, three years ago. And this dream um, involved me, right, which is why she called me up and told me about it. And she said the Spirit of God was all over her when she had this dream. So, of course, I got really excited, right? You saw me in a dream and the Spirit of God. Yeah, yeah, tell me about it, tell me about it. I'll tell you about this dream that Janet had real quick. And uh, she's uh, beholding a massive, massive auditorium filled with more people than she is able to count, like an innumerable multitude. And they're waiting, all right? And, and they're waiting for me, <laughs> okay? And so I come out on the stage, and I've got like a rock or a stone in my hand. And Janet said there was this huge angel that was uh that was overshadowing me and uh, her first impression was that was Michael and uh, I'm going okay all right and she said everybody was waiting for you Michael to throw that stone to throw that rock they were waiting and you weren't late you were right on time you know and so uh you know the dream kind of ended with that and I'm kind of going oh, man, I have to seek you, oh, God, to learn about this. I got to seek you, and I knew the dream was from him. I knew it was. So, anyway, I'm just sharing that with you, just that part there, because the the, the, the thing, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, my God. I have this song, Terry. I have this song that I got in 2014, and one of the verses in it, it, it goes like this. Um, Let's see, James and John come running, the sons of thunder live. Peter's just behind them. He's got more to give, right? And so, you know, when I got this back in 2014, I'm going, man, this is the strangest song I ever got. This is so cryptic. You know, and it really is. It's kind of a cryptic song. I mean, Teresa doesn't really like this one too much, but I do. I love it. Anyway, so, you know, it's like, here's the deal, man. Peter, you, and I'll tell you something. This is kind of embarrassing, Terry. Kind of embarrassing. But I don't. I think in the in the forty years, and I'm coming into my fortieth year this spring, right in my walk, and uh, and I imagine in forty years, Terry, I don't think I opened up First Peter more than once or twice. And I'm so "Oh, brother, I'm so sorry. What an insult, you know," but it wasn't time. It wasn't time, right? Now all of a sudden, it, it is time. Well, now, now it's like okay, the stone. And Janet's big dream was on the stone, right? And I, and and it's like, and she understands. She knew that well, was a stone that the builders rejected. Yes, it is, girl. It most certainly is the stone that the builders rejected. But do you know what that stone is? Do you know what that stone of stumbling is? That rock of offense, that chief stone, that precious tried stone is the fear of God. That's the stone that everybody rejected. I mean, not just the Jews, but, and, you know, and, and you can't just really, you know, slam this down on the Christians. You really can't because all of this was was hidden from them. It was placed under a veil. They didn't know. They couldn't see it. It had gotten, the message had gotten so boogered up over 2,000 years that, you know, I mean, oh, geez, Terry, Oh my! The the oh sheesh! No wonder, man. There's forty thousand denominations in Christianity, man. They are a shattered pot. You couldn't put any water in that pot; you'd blow it up. You understand the analogy there, right? Yeshua says, "I'm gonna have one fold, one sheepfold," right? Well, guess what? Only way you can get into His sheepfold is through the fear of God. Everybody else is on the outside. Now I'm going to give you. I wasn't going to go here. Now I'm going to give you an understanding of the ten virgins. Five were wise, and five were foolish. All right. What do we know about wisdom? Let's just begin there. What do we know about wisdom? What is it going to take for you to for, for, for God to put that tag on you that you are a wise person? Oh, gee, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Five wise virgins, Terry, they had the fear of God, the anointing, the anointing, the oil, their lamps were not empty. Their flame was still burning. Guess what happened to the foolish ones? They did not have the fear of God. Why? They were fools. You know, what did Yahshua say about a foolish person? What did he say? He comes to me, he hears my word, but he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. He blows it off. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't mind hearing it. He just ain't going to do it, right? He's a fool. Yahshua said so. Whom does he like in a wise man? He who comes to me, hears my word and does it. Why? The fear of God is in him. He's a wise man. You know, the fear of God is a beginning of wisdom. Oh, I got to tell you this one too. You know, jump over to Hosea 4, 6. Oh, one of the most famous passages in all Christianity. And every single time I've ever heard it, and I'm not trying to slam anybody, I'm just telling you, it's just my testimony. Every time I've heard people quote that verse, it has been so far out of context, it'll make you sick. You can't figure out what's being said there when you just say, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Really? Let's read the rest of the verse and find out what was going on there. A, knowledge, okay, knowledge. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge also, also, right? My people perish for lack of the fear of God. Read the rest of the verse, Terry. It's going to open your eyes. I'm not going to read it here for you. I want you to open up the four or six and read the whole verse, not just the first couple of words, the whole verse, because he goes on to say, because you have rejected my law, because you have rejected my Torah, I shall reject your children, and you shall be no priest unto me. Oh, my God, people. The lack of the fear of God will get you to boot right out of the priesthood. The lack of the fear of God will get your children forgotten. You know what I mean? You take a look. You take a look at America today. Terry eight hundred thousand children a year go missing in this nation they're sold into slavery they're sold to, to to people who do child sacrifice who butcher the babies because we do not have the fear of god in this nation this kind of shit's happening to us why right? our loved ones get gunned down in the street our babies get butchered you know, all of this, my people perish for the lack of the fear of God. My people perish, and they're perishing, right? But here we are, and I didn't mean to go down this road. I really didn't. I wanted to say something else, Now I totally forgot what I wanted to say. Um, okay, just remember where I started in this. Like I say, I start talking, and I get way off the track. All right, the stone, the stone that the builders rejected, finally got back to it. You know, Terry, this is also the stone in Daniel. This is also the stone that is cut out without hands. This is also the stone that comes down and strikes that statue on the toes. You know the statue I'm referring to. You know it. Terry, you take a look at this, all right? These are the world powers that govern the world today, that keep all of us persecuted, oppressed, squashed like bugs in our own country. That freaking statue does that, Terry. It's made up of all the assholes in the swamp. It's made up of all the bastards in Rome, the assholes in London. Sorry if you don't like my language, but if we were on the phone, I'd be saying it just exactly the same way. All right, so now you take a look at this, Terry. The fear of God, the fear of God, Terry coming down and striking the toes of that statue and it blows the whole dang thing up, pulverizes it, pulverizes it. That is our victory. That right there, girl. That right there. That is our victory as this stone hits the toes. And I tell you what, and I understand that out in Christianity, out in Christian world, might they might be very offended to find out that they are part of those toes, right? And, and it's like, Sorry if that offends you. It's just true, man. Deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, you are part of those stones. Yeah, you know, I'm not talking to you, Terry. I'm not talking to you, Jason. I'm talking to the religion of Christianity. Yes, you are those toes. You are a mixture of iron and clay. Right? And it has killed you. You are now the foundation of Rome, the foundation of Babylon. Come on, the statue is standing on the feet, right? The feet of the foundation. What's the foundation of the world powers today? (sighs) You know, and it's the fear of God, Terry, that's going to pulverize it. Just pulverize it. Even as it pulverizes in you, right? It's going to pulverize it in the whole world, too. That's why I say the fear of God is the salvation of this nation, How do you get this message out to every man, woman, and child in this nation? I have no idea. You know what I do? I sit there and I scream in my spirit. I scream and I scream and I cry out and I pray, Oh, God, you know, know, bring the angels of my friends and bring them to me so I can give them this message and they can take it back to my friends and they can plant it in their spirit where someday maybe it'll pop up in their head and they'll get it, you know, anything. Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says Yahweh. By the fear of God, these things happen. Everything happens this way. You know, let's take a little trip back to uh, to Moses here. A little trip back. You want to see how powerful this word is, right? The fear of God. All you got to do, all you got to do is take a look at what happened on the mountain when God came down and spoke to Israel as he spoke out of the midst of the fire. Out of the midst of the fire comes forth the Ten Commandments that are birthed in the fire of God. Those commandments, man, they are birthed in holy fire. Fire. That's what was going on on that mountain. And I tell you what, man, the people of Israel saw that and it scared the living crap out of them so bad. Terry, they ran a 16-mile marathon to flee, to flee the voice of God. They ran 16 miles. Sheesh, you know, I tell you what, the day my legs are today, I can barely run 16 feet. You know, we're 16 miles, right? But it's how powerful it is. That is how powerful this is, right If the fear of God descends on the people of Israel, man, and they turn their backs and they run sixteen miles backwards, think of what the heck is going to happen when it comes down on a swamp, man these guys are gonna blow up, they are gonna blow up, they're gonna be vaporized, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. now go back over to isaiah sixty one and the day of the vengeance of our God. This will happen when we receive the message of the Lamb and we do what the Lamb told us to do. Seek first with all your heart as though your very life depends upon it, because it does. Seek first the fear of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Just kind a of hold us up here and just, just one last thing here. One last thing here and I promise I'll let you go. All right. Jump back over to Isaiah 53. Who has believed our report? Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of Yahweh been revealed? For he shall grow up before him. Right? He who? Who are we talking about here? Who's the he? Oh, that's Jesus. Yes, it is. But guess what? He was just identified in the first verse of Isaiah 53 as the arm of Yahweh. This is the arm of Yahweh that grew up. Isaiah 53 is about the arm of Yahweh that was rejected and despised by men. The message, Terry, the message was despised and rejected, not just by Jews, but by Daniel, everybody who ever heard it, girl. You know, just by just by everybody who ever heard it, they rejected the fear of God. They didn't want it. But Yahshua is the Lamb of God, is the fear of God also. He's the messenger and the message, right? And it's Man, it's right there in Isaiah 53. Let God blast your eyeballs open. View this differently. View this. Say, God, give me your Holy Spirit to open my eyes to see this. And he will. And he will. And I just want to leave you off with that. But go back again to Isaiah 53. Start from the beginning and understand that the child that grew up was the arm of of Yahweh, that is who is being referred to in the entire chapter is the arm of Yahweh, the fear of god the messiah the messiah terry the messiah yahshua is the fear of god if there's no other message i'm ever going to get through to people i want to get that one through to them because that's going to change things that's going terry i'll tell you what um you heard me talking about, you know, uh, about what I want to see happen to Jason, so on and so forth. Well, the reason I say that is because it happened to me back in 04, right? But at, but before that happened, before he came down and he sealed me in his name, right? With fire, with the finger of fire, all right? Before that, right? I'm I i, I I'm caught up all the time at this point. Man, it's a feast of unleavened bread in 04, and it's one of the biggest visitations I've ever had. I mean, my eyeball, I mean, I wasn't, <laughs> whoa. Oh my gosh, the things that he showed. I saw dragons during that visitation too. Don't like them at all. Anyway, let me get back to this. The Holy Spirit began this visitation with these words. I am bringing a paradigm shift. From here on, you are either abiding in my word or you aren't. Period. Oh my God. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I wasn't quite sure exactly what that meant, but it was serious. It was serious. And then I had a vision, and I saw this great, big, huge, rectangular white slab, like this ginormous door, you know, traveling across the earth, traveling all over the face of the earth, right? And that was the paradigm shift, and it was pure white. It was absolute truth of the living God, this doorway, Right. That I saw, and it's—I couldn't see through the door. I could only see the white. And it was like—I mean, it was—I mean, th- this light is so intense that it's almost like solid light. You know, if you can imagine that, you know, solid light. But anyway, that's what I saw. And so I'm—I'm I'm telling you, that's why I'm telling you this revelation in the fear of God, Terry is. It is the paradigm shift the Holy Spirit was talking about and it'll bring a paradigm shift in this nation and it will deliver this nation as we, the people, finally, after 6,000 years of torture, suffering, agonies, all the the worst shit imaginable, we suffered this crap for 6,000 years since we got exiled from paradise. And here it is. Here it is. And God has opened the door to bring us home. To bring us home. To bring us home. I'm going to leave it with that. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.